Okay, Matthew 4, verse 17 to the end of the passage. So from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. While walking by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he caught them. Immediately, they left their boat and their father and followed him. And he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics, and he healed them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis, and from Jerusalem and Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. Order! Order! Sit, order! I know what I'm doing. Order! Uh, order! As think of people shouting, there will be an opportunity for other points of order, but the Prime Minister must and will be heard. Order! Order! The Honourable Gentleman has got to learn the art of patience. And if he is patient, if he deploys Zen, he will find that it is ultimately to everybody's advantage. So we'll leave it there, and we come now. Now, I'm not... I if it, oh, very well. Order! Order! Zen! Restraint! Patience! Order! Uh, the title of this sermon is taken from this repeated course of Parliament speakers. This, this is John Burkow. He's uh, been 10 years in the British Parliament. And during this one is in, uh, I think, it's German who, who, who put it up. And so when he retires, people just make lots of videos about him uh, calling order. So when these speakers, they, when they're shouting order, order, they are giving an order to keep orders. The word order has two major meanings. One is to uh, do things in terms or in proper perspective. Another meaning is to give or receive a command. For example, in Matthew 6.33, Jesus said, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So this is an order to set the order of our priorities right. So in this sermon, I'm talking about these two kinds of orders. One is to see things in an orderly or proper perspective and paying attention to wise orders. So sometimes they're a bit mixed up. Hopefully you can uh, pick them up. So the members of the parliament know that they need someone to keep their meetings in order so that they, they can uh, be efficient uh, with the use of the time. But having elected such a person, they often fail to listen to the order of this person. So in the parliament, it reflects the life as general in, in our society. So we all like to live in an orderly world, but we do not know how to order our life 
and we do not like to follow orders. I suppose most of us appreciate an orderly existence, such as knowing where to find a new pair of socks, or, or queuing up uh, to enter attend an event, or vehicles in, in the, on the road, obeying traffic rules. However, being orderly takes effort and time, and conform, conforming to orders often infringe our right to comfort, respect, and self-expression. For example, we may set an alarm to wake us up in, a, in according to our schedule, but when the alarm sounds, we might lock the alarm off. Uh, why do we do that? We, why do we get upset when the alarm sounds at the correct time? Because it interrupts our comfort. The desire for comfort often influences our influences our behavior more than anything else. Another thing we observe in the parliament is that parliamentarians are usually merciless. They belittle or provoke one another. They do not care what their opponent's viewpoints are. They do not care if the opponent uh, had, had a bad day or a bad time in the family or personal, personal life. Their priority is to win the argument. So they kept talking even when their times uh, were up. This, this is to do with our desire or need to be respected. No one likes to appear to be a ruser in front of others. And also the heroes of our time are those who dare to challenge or rebel against orders and show the world what they can do before conforming to social orders. We see orders as some kinds of oppression that stifles self-expression. We often think that we, need, we could do better than others if we are given a chance to uh, express ourselves. So there is something wrong with the world. We seek comfort, respect, and self-expression, but these things usually bring disorders. As every one of us wants to express ourselves, then there won't be order in the world. So it is like electing a speaker for parliament to keep orders, while everyone is busy expressing their wills and ignore the calls to keep order, or it's like setting an alarm clock to keep us uh, up uh, to our schedule, but ignore the alarm and sleep in. Jesus came to a world like this. So in chapter 4 of Matthew, we were told, firstly, Jesus met with temptations to claim his rights to comfort, respect, and self-expression. Jesus chose to be faithful to God's words, God's orders. Then Jesus became the light to the people in Galilee. Being the light of the world, Jesus showed us how this order of life is. If we, if we live in a darkness, we, we never know how we thought that our life are, are good or orderly. But once the, the light shines, then we will know things are not uh, that we, we thought it would be. And that's what Jesus was doing to the people in Galilee and the rest of the uh, Matthew, we can, uh, as we go on to the other chapters. So at verse 17 of chapter 4, Jesus said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So that is the first thing that Jesus said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That is, Repent from seeking for your own kingdom. 
if the highest priority in your life is your right to comfort, respect, and self-expression, you will not find satisfaction or rest. However, if you give up your kingdom and seek the kingdom of heaven, you will find something more precious than your own rights. This kingdom of heaven is not far away in space or time. It is something you can be part of now. The kingdom of God is at hand. So how did Jesus go about getting people to repent and change their ways? He started with setting right the order of things. So the first thing we can consider is the order of relation from Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 to 22. So what I mean by order of relation is how we relate to people and God. How do we see people or God in relation to us? Uh, how important they are? are they, do they see people as people? Jesus called the disciples, and then why did Peter and Andrew, James and John, left their families and occupation and follow Jesus? It was because who Jesus was and whom Jesus called. I know that we usually understand the call to these brothers show the authority of Jesus as their king. So Jesus, we, we consider Jesus king, so he called, people will respond. And that, that is true. But there's more than that, I, I think. It's not that Jesus just simply called anyone he met or he think that this person is, uh, looks smart or uh, looks capable and he will call. There, there is a history behind that. First of all, we, we, in the book of John, we knew that at least John, the apostle, and also uh, Andrew, they were followers of John the Baptist. So they, this, these two, uh, John and Andrew at least, maybe their brothers as well, there's Peter and James, they were already people who were looking for a better world or something that is different to what they uh, experienced. And so when John the Baptist came, they follow John the Baptist. And here we, we see the role of John the Baptist. He prepared a road for the Messiah. And John the Baptist pointed Jesus out to Andrew and John. Andrew and John went to meet Jesus and spend some time with him. They then told their older brothers about Jesus. They knew enough about Jesus when the call came. Jesus also knew them and their families. In, in Matthew chapter uh, 8, verse 14, we will read about Jesus visiting Peter's mother-in-law and healing uh, her illness. So Jesus knew those whom he had called, and he was interested in things that matter in their life. The political, the political leaders focused only on their political gains, they would make use of other people to reach their goals. Jesus did not call the disciples to be pawns in achieving his purpose. He called them to be followers and to be children of God. In the parliament, some people are in, indispensable, and without them, the government would not, would not function. But most people are unimportant. Why are they unimportant? Just because nobody, in a sense, inside the, the parliament itself, they are not being respected, usually. You can see people just belittle the other politicians. Um, they don't care much about them as a person. 
they care more about them as a means for them to be success in their careers or to uh, yeah, either help them or, or to make them or put them down. Right? So this is how our world functions. But in the kingdom of God, everyone is important because everyone is being redeemed by the blood of Jesus and people are so important that um, yeah, the, the Lord Jesus died for them. But nobody is indispensable. Just because the kingdom of God will go on regardless whether we follow Jesus or not. Uh, whether we do anything in the church or not, the church will still go on. So that is the, the difference in the system of the world and, and, the, and, and the kingdom of God. So, so Jesus does not force or trick anyone to follow him because while everyone in the kingdom is important, none of us is indispensable. So in the kingdom of God, personal comfort, position, and self-expression are no longer our priority. The disciples live together, rejoice together, suffer together. They do not need to outperform one another, but learn to forgive one another and build up one another because of their relationship with Jesus and with one another. As we go on with the book of Matthew, we'll see that in calling the disciples to follow him, Jesus will show the world that the proper order of things. The world sacrifices others to achieve the desires of their hearts. You'll notice that people will tend to abuse those who are most willing to help them. If our parents help us a lot, we will tend to abuse their help without considering their own needs. This is a way of the world. Jesus sacrifices himself to complete those who follow him. While the first order of things in the world is personal comfort, respect, and self-expression, the first order of things to Jesus' love is love. How people relate to God and how people relate to one another. Then in Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, we see the order of commission. That is, how do we live our life? Not so much about purpose-driven life, but whose purpose there is what we live for. We see that in, John Bapti- in John's Baptist, there is a purpose in his life. He, he didn't care about what the world offers. He just lived in the wilderness and prepared himself for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus said to Peter and Andrew, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Jesus was ordering Peter and Andrew to do something which they had not to do. Peter and Andrew were trained by their father to be fishermen. They would be expected to continue the family business. In addition, we know that at least Peter was married. What right did Jesus have to tell Peter and Andrew to leave their families and occupations and follow him? At this point, we might pause and ask, why did God not raise more people like John the Baptist to go with Jesus? it would have been easier for people who do not have any tie with families or family business to follow Jesus. I suppose God could have done that. However, we can see that God's plan was to gather people into his church 
not monastery. So God's church is made out of people like you and me, people with families and occupations. If you ask Peter why he obeyed Jesus' order, order, he might answer. John the Baptist told us that Jesus was the Messiah we were waiting for. Andrew and I did check him out and found that Jesus was not an ordinary person. How should I explain this? Peter would try to just try to imagine what Peter would say. Jesus may not be might not be attractive physically, but he was beautiful. He was poor, but he lived like the richest person in the world. He was troubled by the suffering and injustice around him, but he was joyful all the time. He was humble, but at the same time noble. So there's something about this Jesus that attracted. The, the, the first disciples. And Peter may ask, you ask me why I ob- obey him? Would you not obey a man like this? You ask me why I give up my family and my job? At first, I did think that I gave up my family and my job so that I could help create a better world for my family by following Jesus. Now I understand that I did not give up anything. My family was not mine to give up. My job was not mine to give up. They belonged to God in the first place. By following Jesus, I gained life. My, my family also gained life. I could not hold on to my family forever. I could not hold on to my job forever. But the life of in Christ is forever. If you ask Peter, do you know what it meant to follow Jesus? Peter may answer. In the beginning, I thought I had Join a party of political and social for for political and social change. John the Baptist said the kingdom of heaven was at hand. I was sick of the injustice, corruption, oppression in society. I could not wait for the kingdom of heaven to come. I was shocked when Jesus started to tell us that he was going to be killed by the current the current political leaders. How do you fight injustice, corruption, and oppression? by being killed by such a system. I now understand that I was part of the disorders in the society. I could not even change myself. How could I think that I could change the world? Jesus' death was necessary for my sins to be forgiven and for me to receive the Holy Spirit. It is only with the Holy Spirit that I could become like Jesus, living a life that brings blessing to others and glory to God. If you ask Peter, which is easier, to catch fish or to catch men? Peter might say, there are two different matters. You catch fish to sustain your life. To catch men, you need to give your life. As Paul told Titus that all men are f- were foolish, disobedient, led astray, slave to various passions and pleasures, passing their days in malaise, and envy, hated by others, and hating one another. Titus 3.3 How do you catch men like this? It is impossible unless the Holy Spirit was in you and in their hearts. In the kingdom of heaven, relationship with God and with one another is more important than personal comfort, respect, and self-expression. Having a sense of mission, a higher purpose in life is also important. As Jesus becomes our Savior and Lord, we will have life. And this life will come with a mission. 
in Matthew's four, in Matthew four, uh, twenty-three a, we come to the next order, the order of logic. That is, what are the most important thing in life? How do we logically decide what, how to, what to live for, or how to, how our life should be? Jesus went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. We shall learn some of the teachings of Jesus in the subsequent chapters of the gospel. For now, it is enough for us to understand that Jesus was the Logos. The Gospel of John says, In the beginning was the Logos, and the Logos was God, and the Logos, sorry, and the Logos was with God, and the Logos was God. Logos was translated into word in English. However, Logos means much more than word as we understand it. Logos also means logic and order. When what was Jesus teaching? He was teaching that there was logic and order in the existing existence of things. We can only understand this when we know this logos. Worldly logic tells us that we have the right to comfort, respect, and self-expression. When I'm in pain or lose my reputation or not given a chance to show others what I can do, what should I expect from God? I will expect God to intervene and restore my comfort, respect, and, and uh, self-expression. However, as you know, life seldom turns up like that. Our pain, our humiliation, and our obscurity may persist without any deliverance. We want a God who intervenes on demand, defeats our enemies, relieves our sufferings, Solve our problem quickly. The first disciple had the, the first disciples had the same expectation from God. In the following chapters of Matthew, we shall see that Jesus was teaching his disciples about suffering for the kingdom of heaven. Worldly logic about life does not make sense when we suffer in this disordered and disrupted world. The logical order of things starts with our willingness to suffer. The suffering is not many for others or for God, but for ourselves, for us. Worldly logic tells us that we must fight for our right, otherwise our life is not worth living. Jesus said, deny yourself, take up the cross and follow me. It is only when we suffer the, the loss of comfort, respect and self-expression that we can start to understand the kingdom of God. Even John the Baptist had his, his doubt about Jesus when John was languishing in prison. We read, we read from Matthew 11, 2-6. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? Why did John ask that? Because the Messiah who came supposed to set the prisoner free, and he's still in prison. He was still in prison. And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John, what you hear and see. The blind receive the, their sight and the lamb walk. Lepers are cleansed and the, the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up. And the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. John the Baptist was wondering why he was suffering in prison while Jesus was performing miracles in the com community. John the Baptist was like the prophet Elijah. They are both faithful servants of God. 
and they both expected God to defeat evil with power. Jesus replied to John was, when I, what I preached and what I did are enough to reassure you my identity, my identity. I will indeed defeat evil and restore order to the creation, but not in the way or the timing you expect. Do not trust me because I do things according to your orders, but trust me because of who I am. If you live by the logic of the world, we will be offended by Jesus. Jesus did not come to make our earthly life more comfortable. Jesus did not come to help us to fulfill ourselves. He came to live a life of love and obedience to God. In doing so, he redeems us and tells us to follow him. The way of the cross is the only way for us to, dif- to be different from the way of the world. The way of the cross is the only way for us to find rest in our souls. And the last one is from Matthew chapter 4, verse 23b until verse 25. The order of creation. That is, what does God want? Uh, what does God want to change in our minds, in our hearts, in our thinking as well? That is, why does God change, create the whole universe? So God created the universe with the seventh day in mind. It is the day of rest. The creation was waiting with eager uh, longing for the re- revealing of the sons of God. That is uh, from Romans 8. The creation was subjected to futility and is waiting to be set free from his bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. In the presence of Jesus, the Son of God, we see the healing of those who were afflicted with virus, diseases, and pains, those oppressed by demons, epileptics, and paralytics. This is a taste of what is to come. At the revealing of the sons of God, in the day when Jesus comes again, sickness, demons, pains, and paralysis will no longer be able to interrupt the day of rest for those who are in Christ. We heard the speaker of the parliament telling members to practice Zen to keep orders. The world does not know how to keep orders. Practicing Zen may help us to calm down for a while, but it does not last long. God does not tell us to practice Zen. God does not just shout, order, order. He does something about this. God sent his son in Jesus. We see orders. Before Jesus, natural and physical disorders submitted themselves. Jesus showed us a more excellent way to live. In Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30, Jesus said, Come to me, all who are who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The order of relation is shown in the Trinity. In the baptism of Jesus, the Holy Spirit descended on him, and the Father said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Jesus then gave a new commandment to his disciples, love one another. When we are called to follow Jesus, we will have the ability to love. Real love costs. It costs us comfort, respect, and self-expression. 1 John 4, 7 said, Beloved, let us love one another, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. 
And how do we love? We love when we start treasuring God and other people. The order of commission is also shown in the Trinity. As the Father has sent me, so send I you. When we are called to follow Jesus, we will have a sense of mission in life, a mission that makes us forego personal comfort, respect, and self-expression. A missional life does not start with preaching the gospel. It can, but it doesn't need to. It starts with something simple, just like being on time, uh, being considerate to other people, and being gospel-minded in what we do. The order of logic is shown in the Trinity. In the beginning, the world was chaotic and without form. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. God spoke, and the world obeyed its creator and became orderly. When we are called to follow Jesus, another change is in our mind. Our minds are being renewed day by day. Through suffering, we gradually learn to trust God's order of things and not demanding God to do things according to our own orders. The order of creation is shown in the Trinity. God set aside the seventh day as the Sabbath. The Lord Jesus said he was the Lord of the Sabbath. Meanwhile, Jesus said, my Father is working until now and I'm working. The Father and Son sent the Holy Spirit to convey, comfort and bring many sons to glory. The restoration of relationship, the restoration of missional life, and the restoration of our minds are all necessary to bring us rest in the triune God. Jesus is still proclaiming, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Through his disciples, Jesus is still calling and sending disciples. The way of the cross is uncomfortable and often humiliating and usually means obscurity. But as you walk in it, you will find love, purpose, meaning and rest. Would you repent of your ways and follow him? Let us pray. Father, we usually do live in darkness and many a time we don't like you know, light because we don't want our evil deeds exposed. We thank you for your goodness to us and you pull us out from darkness and change us and help us to see your intended way of life, what life supposed to be. We worship you and to know that you are the God who created all things and order all things. Thank you, Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.